Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here at Compass Point. And with me again today is Pastor Chris Heiss. Hi, hey, doing? Dave. I'm doing great. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic to be back. It is great. And we're doing this face-to-face, which it's been a while since we've yeah. been able to do it. So it's nice to be able to have a conversation not through a screen. Absolutely. Thrilled to do that. Uh, we're talking more about rule of life, and you've been guiding us through this thing. And we're talking this week about the spirit. Um, Give us a little recap from Sunday, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, It's been great going through this series. I've learned a lot. So hopefully some of you that have been following along have been been learning and, and thinking along with us. Uh, yeah, this week we talked about the Holy Spirit. Um, and so really we got it brought up this idea that there is a lot of different um, kind of perceptions of the Spirit and the, the Spirit's power and, 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 and work in our lives and how that can sometimes be confusing. We bring these different narratives in maybe based on you know, our, um, our faith tradition or our personal experience. But we looked at a text, a couple of texts, actually, um, some teaching uh, from Jesus in the book of John, as well as some teaching from Paul in 2 Corinthians that talk about the Spirit uh, living within us, being a personal presence of Jesus at work within us. And so we talked about the implications of that and how, you know, we need to have our eyes and ears open to the work of the Spirit uh, that's working within us to transform us incrementally over time. Um, and then connecting that in with the idea of rule of life and creating space for the spirit to do a deep transforming work. So, mm. yeah, it was a good conversation. So you're like a super expert in the spirit now, right? That's... <laughs> I wish. I wish I was a super expert in the spirit. I mean, I, I said on Sunday that out of all the messages that were being planned for this series, this was the toughest one. Yeah. Um, part of that's because of my own kind of background, you know, coming out of a, a tradition that didn't really talk much about the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a, a little less... Um, kind of knowledge or or experience there. Um, And then also, you know, being honest about the fact that, you know, I don't have a long, long list of these kind of what I would say are supernatural, unusual experiences that we sometimes associate with the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I could probably count on one hand, you know, the amount of times I could identify something, you know, really stunning, you know, that I would say, wow, that was that was something unexpected from the Spirit. Mm. Uh, But I think that's exactly the problem, too, is that sometimes we feel guilty about that and don't realize that the Spirit is working in these incremental ways in our lives and speaking to us the same truth that Jesus would speak or that the scriptures mm-hmm. you know, would speak to us. And so that's part of the conversation as well. Uh, but I got a lot to learn. Uh, and so excited to be doing that together with our with our church family. Yeah, a lot to learn, but also a lot to offer. I think you've, you've done a lot of good work here um, and, and lots that can be helpful. Um, so you, you talk a little bit about, you know, the spirit. I think sometimes in Christian circles and depending on where you are in um in your faith and and where you were raised and and the church you're at now, right? The spirit can bring in all kinds of different connotations and different things. Um, what like our, our tradition and and I think yours and mine growing up tends to be a little more word based, right? A little bit less focus on that big experience uh, and and even that charismatic kind of. Um, I want to say even emotionally engaged in some ways, Sunday morning experience. I know in in worship, the world I live in a little more in music, there's lots of songs about the spirit, about experiencing the spirit and what that looks like. What, like, how does that tie into this idea in your mind that, you know, we can, yes, have these great experiences, but also have these like slow, steady work of God. And, and where do we get it wrong if we focus too much on one or the other or, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think, you know, first of all, I think it's really important to recognize that there's lots we can learn from one another. You know, if you're coming from a tradition that has, you know, seen the work of the Spirit maybe slightly differently, um, I think there's things that maybe we can learn. There's things that, you know, I, I think my tradition has, has missed, things that I've maybe missed. I think there's maybe things that other traditions have missed. So kind of coming together and figuring that out could be really important. Mm. Uh, but um, that being said, like, I think the texts that we looked at on Sunday were really helpful, you know, in the sense that we're reading in the book of John, Jesus is actually saying, hey, you want me to go. You want me to go because I'm going to send this this advocate, this helper, yeah. this comforter that's going to come um, and is going to speak truth and is going to remind you of my teaching. And so, you know, all throughout the scriptures, you know, the, the way we look at the Holy Spirit changes. You know, if you look right in Genesis 1, you know, the, the spirit, it says, is involved in creation. Mm. And he's kind of bringing... Um, you know, something important to to dark and chaotic places. The spirit is kind of responding and bringing order. And so right away, we kind of see that the spirit has this ability to bring order. As we read through the Old Testament, the spirit indwells people for specific purposes. And so we see that happening. But then when Jesus comes, he kind of begins this new era where it's possible for the spirit of God to actually indwell people and, and, and dwell Christians. And when Jesus actually um, is resurrected, it says that he breathed on his followers and they received the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And so there's this new age that was being, um, you know, inaugurated. Um, and now, you know, Christians were all able to, you know, be indwelt with the Spirit. And then we read later in, in, in Corinthians, Paul talks about the, the Spirit being the Lord. And mm-hmm. so we get this idea that's actually the personal presence of, of Jesus actually at work within people. Um, so, so I would say, you know, that's one thing that we sometimes miss. I'm even guilty of this, you know, this kind of Star Wars mentality that the yeah. Holy Spirit is this impersonal force that ties things together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I talk about that and that kind of mysterious supernatural nature of the Spirit, which I think is true, I think the Spirit is supernatural and mysterious, I think sometimes I get carried away with that. And forget that God has actually, you know, given me personally and you personally as followers of Jesus, a spirit that indwells us. It is the spirit of Christ that reminds us of Jesus' teachings um, and helps to transform us from the inside out. Um, and so sometimes I think I forget that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, the way you're describing the spirit, um, it's, it's almost more like a conscience if I can say that, like, it, I, I know that's, a, that's another one of these, like, what does that mean? How do we use it? Like soul, um, you get to define all these fun terms for us lately, <laughs> right, Chris. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not this thing that kind of comes out of nowhere and changes everything, although it can, and we certainly recognize those experiences, but it's often this thing that comes alongside of us. Um, I'm trying to find a quote here. Um, I've one of my favorite quotes from a guy named George MacDonald. Um, yeah, he t- George MacDonald, uh, one of the precursors to Lewis and Tolkien and, and others. So, so very artsy. And um, he talks about the, the spirit of God being a wise imagination. Mm. Um, and so there's a quote here. Uh, in very truth, a wise, a wise imagination, which is the presence of the spirit of God, is the best guide that a man or woman can have, for it is not the things that we see most clearly that influence us most powerfully, undefined, yet vivid visions of something beyond, something which eye has not seen nor ear heard, have far more influence than any logical sequence whereby the same thing may be demonstrated to the intellect. Hmm. Uh, which is, I mean, it's a beautiful call to to the arts and to kind of engage in this imagination, but also this, this idea that the spirit kind of reveals to us um, hints of 
of the kingdom that we can't really see see with our senses all the time. Yeah, um, and I think in our in our modern culture, you know, one of the issues we've been talking about, right, is this idea of hurry and distraction, and yeah. you know, just the pace of of our culture. And I think, unfortunately. Um, what tends to happen is we kind of lose sight of this um, spirit of God at work within us. Um, we're just not good at creating space for the deep work of the spirit. We're not good at having, you know, our our bodies and our minds and our wills in a posture to receive, um, you know, what the spirit is offering in terms of leading us. Mm. Um, you know, Jesus was really clear that the, the spirit would come and would would bring truth and would would lead us forward and would transform us. And so I think our job is to partner with God in that work. He does the heavy lifting. Yep. I mean, he's doing most of the work, but we yep. have to kind of make ourselves available. One of the neat things about um, the text too is that it talks about how freedom comes um, mm. because of the spirit at work in us. And That's so we've been hearing a lot about lately. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's very interesting, you know, doing some reading this week. I mean, Comer talks about this, but really this comes from a philosopher, um, Frankfurt, and he talks about uh, freedom in an interesting way. Huh. So he talks about uh, three things. He talks about um, first order desires, second order desires, and second order volition. Hmm. So first order desires are like those really base desires, like food, you know, um, maybe comfort, security, sex, like anything that's kind of the, those basic kind of fleshly kind of desires that yep. you might read about in scripture. Second order desires are, are different. They're like aspirations. So I, I, I have a desire to be healthy. I have a desire to have, you know, really good relationships. I have a, you know, and so what happens is, you know, often we are taken over by our first order desires. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'm walking past the burger place, uh, and I smell the delicious aroma of like freshly cooked fries, yep. you know, first order desires kick in and say, well, I want that. My second order desire would be to say, you know what, not for today, I'm gonna keep walking, go home and have a salad. Um, and so what he talks about is this thing called second order volition. And, and so that's basically the choice to choose our second order desires over our first. Hmm. And he identifies that as true freedom. So this ability that we can choose the thing that's right and better and good for us over maybe the thing that is kind of our basest desire. And so, you know, I don't know, I'm not a philosophy expert or a major, (laughs) but I think this idea that, you know, uh, the the spirit brings freedom kind of aligns with that. Because when we talk about freedom in a biblical sense, the Bible actually says we're slaves to sin Mm -hmm. and, you know, slaves to following our fleshly desires. But true freedom comes in Christ and the spirit. And so I think there's a sense where "Hmm, some of that's actually making sense to me. And so, you know, it's interesting to think about the spirit that way, transforming us from the inside out to experience true freedom, the ability to choose, how, you know, how we were actually created and who we were actually created to be. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And I, I mean, that that aligns um, with so much in the self-help diet world of like, you want, do you want to actually be in control? Do you want to actually have the good outcomes you want? Then you need to practice self-control, right? It's this idea that we... Um, we discipline ourselves to get where we need to be. I mean, we, we tell this to our kids who don't want to do their homework, right? Like there's, there's this idea here. Um, and yeah. the Spirit joins us in that to make us more like Christ. Absolutely. Right? And I think the interesting thing is that, you know, the Spirit is doing that mysterious work in us. Mm. 
it's not just willpower. Yeah. Um, so willpower is good. The science is real. You know, there's a lot of kind of habits we can engage us, engage in that help us to make better choices. But ultimately, when it comes right down to it, like things that are family of origin issues, things that are deep personality issues, those things are really difficult to change. Yep. Really difficult. I mean, Pete Scazzaro, he says, Jesus might be in my heart, but grandpa's in my bones. Mm. <laughs> you know, so there's this idea that we are deeply impacted by, you know, how who we've been taught to be and, and how we've been raised and what our personalities are. But there's a sense that the spirit can incrementally change us. So in that Corinthians passage, um, you know, Paul talks about contemplating the glory of the Lord. Um, and so it's this idea of gazing or staring, uh, you know, into a mirror. And so intimacy with Jesus is so important there. And then it goes on to say that then we are incrementally changed, hmm. uh, increasingly uh, in glory uh, to be like him. And so there's a sense where this is part of God's design. You know, that these things would happen over time yeah. because of the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. So uh, can we can we try to switch to something practical? Yeah. Like, I mean, the Holy Spirit, it's so hard to be practical with the Holy Spirit in some ways. But what uh, we're talking about rule of life, we're talking about uh, ordering our lives with practices and habits that help make us more present to God and what he's doing. How do we become present to the Holy Spirit in our lives? Yeah, great question. Um, well, I think there's lots of things we can do. I mean, really becoming more present to the Holy Spirit is becoming more present to God. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea we've been talking about in Rule of Life, you know, the, the ability to welcome and respond to Jesus. Um, and so we want to think about, you know, in our, in our scheduling of our daily lives, our, our weekly lives, our monthly lives, um, what are things that we can do to create more space for the Holy Spirit to work, hmm. to create a better attentiveness to the Holy Spirit? Uh, you know, Steve Mocking in his book, Crafting a Rule of Life, he talks about interviewing the Spirit. Hmm. Um, and so there's this idea that, you know, would it be possible for us to sit in a few moments of silence to actually ask the Spirit to speak to us? Um, to actually take maybe some of our our desires in our life, the desire to be a good parent, the desire to be a good spouse or partner, the desire to, you know, become more healthy, the desire to be on mission, to take some of those desires, even some of the most specific parts of those desires, offer them up to the spirit and say, this is, this is what I'm feeling as a desire of mine. Hmm. You know, spirit, will you, you know, help to guide me? Is this something I should pursue or what particular practice or habit could I engage in that would help me to pursue those desires? So I think especially, you know, things like a lot of uh, practices that help us to slow down, like, you know, silence, solitude, Sabbath, even scripture reading, you know, scripture is the companion to the spirit. Because right. everything that the Spirit says is going to be confirmed in Scripture and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, these things are habits that we can engage in that will help us to be more in tune with God's Spirit at work within us. So let me just try this on for size for a minute. And, and correct me if I'm making connections that shouldn't be there. But uh, uh, being present to God, being present to the Spirit, one and the same. I mean, we, we worship a triune God with the Spirit, and, and the Spirit speaks to us and works inside of us. And our rule of life is set up to allow us to be more present of God. So really any practice in our rule of life, any part of our rule of life is done in conjunction with the spirit and is done in a way that makes us more aware of the spirit. Um, Would it be fair to say that we all have a rule of life? We all have practices that we we do, whether, I mean, most of us wouldn't call them a rule of life, um, but we all have a rule of life because we're habitual beings in, in many ways. And the act of being intentional about our rule of life and bringing it towards God is an act that like 
is key for the spirit's involvement and is key for us to be aware of that. Um, <clears throat> like I'm just thinking, it, it, how, how does this tie into where we're going next week in, in making a rule of life? And actually, like, we talked about some of these really big picture things, you know, the need to slow, the need for, to be aware of the spirit, all, all really great, the, the, why we care about our soul. Um, but to kind of put, put the rubber on the road, how do, we, how do we do that? What does that look like? Yeah, and I think we're still figuring that out. Um, and like I said before, you know, coming from places where we've been kind of low on uh, on the spirit, on understanding of the spirit, or recognizing the activity of the spirit, I think it's going to take us longer yeah. to be able to sort that through um, and learning all along the way. But I do think that there's something. I mean, Ken Shigematsu in his book, when he talks about rule of life, he talks about a rule of life being spirit initiated. Mm. We talked about this a bit last week. Yep. That we need to allow for some real space. Um, to kind of reflect rather than maybe jumping in too quickly. And I think that'll be different for everyone. You know, some people are really good at reflecting. And so that'll be an easy process for others. It's really hard to, you know, reflect and they're more action oriented. And I think it's, you know, not necessarily giving up kind of your normal disposition, but I think it's just having a little bit of space to kind of bring in the other side. And so if you're a person who's very action oriented, I think, you know, just giving a few extra minutes um, just to bring that potential action, whatever that thing is that you're thinking of adding to your rule of life. Maybe it's something about exercise or maybe it's something about or having dinner together with your family or mm -hmm. maybe it's something about, you know, a specific plan around silence and scripture reading to be able to offer those things to God and say, God, are these the things I should be leaning into? Right. Um, and, you know, we're, we're practicing, we're learning this. So maybe we hear something and we write that down. Maybe we make a change. Maybe we don't. Mm -hmm. And so we do need to go ahead and engage. I'm not suggesting that we just sit back and never do anything right. because I think there's a process of kind of learning and developing what it is to hear from the Holy spirit. Um, and then for others who are, you know, really good at reflecting, I mean, I think it's to, you know, take that opportunity to reflect, but then also to, to move to action as well. Um, and so I think I think that idea of interviewing the spirit, that idea of like reflecting, uh, you know, and listening to the spirit's voice is is really important as we mm. prepare a rule of life. Yep. But I think there's also the other side that part of the habits and practices that we want to incorporate, even the community things, you know, when we gather, the yeah. kind of conversations we have, the kind of things we're doing, you know, coming to church regularly and 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 spending time together with other believers and and having those conversations. Those things in and of themselves help us in the process of of practicing mm -hmm. listening for the spirit. Yeah, and I, I want to bring it back a little bit to Sunday morning. And, and again, like music and our worship gathering services are known to be these places where we hear from the Spirit. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I actually think there's something really, really crucial and super important about the gathering regularly. And the regular, it's, it's uh, I don't want to say it's like a check-in with a doctor because that sounds terrible. Um, but it's, it's this, this regular rhythm where we put ourselves in a place where we're reminding ourselves of God's faithfulness, his story, where we're verbalizing it together, where we're hearing others do it, we're singing songs, we're, we're, we're taking uh, our experiences in our lives and putting them up against kind of this pattern of who God is and what he's doing, and it helps to rearrange things. And then we're listening for the word of God, right? We're, we're sitting under people like you and, and others who, who have spent uh, a bunch of time, obviously both in education, but also in preparation week of preparing uh, a word for us in this moment in this community um, from the word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the hope is, of course, that we would all in those moments be met by the Holy Spirit and we would all walk away with something, uh, a fresher glimpse of who God is and how he's at work 
uh, and that we would be changed because of it. And, and I think you're right. Sometimes we expect the Holy Spirit change to be this like massive, our faces are going to glow the next day kind of thing. And sure, it happens. It's really great. But I, I, often it is slow and incremental. Right. So, so two things about that. One thing, you know, if you read in the scriptures, often when, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit's being talked about as being given to you, you know, when it says to the you there is, is almost always plural. Hmm. So Use. there is, yeah, so there is Y'all. something, you know, unique about the gift of the Holy Spirit to the larger community of the church. Um, and so I, I'm not sure I totally understand that, but there is something about that. So I think when we gather together, wow, there's something really yeah. unique about that experience and how the Holy Spirit is using that to speak to us. The other thing I would say is the same way that we would commit ourselves to come together, to break from the rest of our lives, come together and gather to encounter God mm-hmm. in, our, in our church gatherings. That's the kind of thing that we also need to do, you know, in our, in our lives the rest of the week. So when you asked earlier, you know, what, how do we take this to a practical level? Again, and I know this sounds like a broken record, but this idea of, you know, eliminating hurry, slowing down, these are the opportunities when the spirit speaks in my Mm -hmm. own life. Okay. I'll be very frank. There are many, many times when I have a break, a spare moment, whether it's in the middle of the day, whether it's, you know, before bed, whether it's in the morning, at night, in the evening, whatever. And I am so quickly drawn to fill that space with some kind of noise. Mm. It could be music. Often it's just scrolling on my smartphone. Uh, It could be, you know, television, movies. Um, it could even be just other forms of entertainment and relaxing, just things I like to do. But very rarely am I looking for quiet. Am I searching out just space to yeah. think, to invite God's presence, those kind of things. It's, it's actually, it's almost sad. If, if it's true that there's a personal presence of God living within me, mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of work I do every day to shut that out mm. <laughs> is unbelievable. Yeah. And so I think if we're looking for practical, I mean, I think it's just acknowledging I need to incorporate practices and relationships in my life that help me to slow down and face the quiet, the silence, face, you know, just like have opportunities to reflect. Um, you know, and I think for me, often that can be a little scary. Sometimes when it's quiet, that's when I'm convicted yeah. of sin. That's when I'm reminded of something kind of missional um, that I, sh- I need to go do that requires kind of some work and some dedication. Maybe that's the time when I'm like, you know, reminded of a change that needs to happen or that I need to get back to scripture or whatever. And there might be a conviction that comes in that. And so... Maybe I'm even confronted with some of my biggest doubts and fears and questions about my identity or the world or about God. And and I want to push those things away because they can feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think really that's part of God's work in us um, is to to confront those things and offer them to him and, and allow his spirit to speak. Um, and so I think we're missing out on that. That's great. And I feel like that's a great closing word for us as we are at the time limit. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about this Sunday too. We're going to be talking a little more about some of that practical how to craft a rule of life, what it looks like. But um, maybe before you join us this Sunday, which I hope you do, um, find a few moments for that silence and uh, live in the discomfort of it. It'll be wildly discomfort comforting. You you will feel bad at it, and that's okay. There's there's uh, that's yeah. Feel that tension. That's a good thing. And uh, hopefully we will see it on Sunday. If you've got any questions about rule of life, about what we're talking about, you've got one more week to get your questions into Chris. Uh, We would love to hear from you and we will talk to you next week here on Postscript. Postscript.